the Holy Spirit's empowerment, the gospel's movement throughout the whole world, even to the hated Gentiles and the birth and work of the church in fulfillment of everything God had promised in his word. These are the themes of the book of Acts, and that's what we'll be praying through today. Welcome, I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is Praying Scripture, a weekday broadcast where we use God's own words to honor him and to talk to him about the things going on in our life and in our world. We're diving into episode 131 today and wrapping up our look at the book of Acts. We're going to pray together through the the major themes of the book. But before we do that, we're going to open with a bit of worship from Acts 16, 24 through 26. These verses are one of the most beautiful examples in all of scripture of worship. And it's Paul and Silas in prison in Philippi. They had had a really bad day, a really, really bad day. One of those days where like, you think you've got it bad? This was worse. Paul had ticked someone off. And as a result, they had been mobbed, stripped naked, beaten with rods. The scriptures say they were flogged severely. And what were they doing at midnight that night? They were praying and praising God loud enough that the other prisoners were listening to them. Here's what the verses say. Receiving such an order, he put them into the inner prison and secured their feet in the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the jail were shaken, and immediately all the doors were open, and everyone's chains came loose. Let's use that this morning as an inspiration for our worship and just start prayers. Father, thank you so much. For this opportunity to come before you, I ask you to settle my heart, focus my mind. I'm working uh, with not nearly enough sleep in the last few days, and I feel completely scattered. I feel like my brain is not functioning right, and I'm going to struggle to come up with words or sentences that make sense. And so I just turn it over to you and ask you, Spirit, to do that speaking for me. Pray that you would open these scriptures to us in a way that would be new and that would kind of solidify what we have been looking at in this book, that it would plant those seeds or water the seeds that are already planted through the first run through the scripture and and leave us with this sense of potential and growth that these scriptures can continue to provide as spirit you continue to work in our lives through this book. We're here today to honor you. We're here today to worship you. You are worthy of our worship. And I pray that as we look at how Paul and Silas were reacting to their very bad day, that we would also react to our very bad days like they are, that we would react to our very good days in exactly the same way, that those circumstances would find us in prayer and praise out loud, not just huddled in a corner trying to figure it out, but out loud in public, in front of people, that our response to difficult times, that our response to good times, that our response to every circumstance that we're in is to worship because you are worthy and deserving of that worship. In Jesus' name, amen. The ESV Bible 
lists the theme of Acts like this. It says, The Holy Spirit empowers believers to declare the gospel among both Jews and Gentiles. In doing so, they establish the church. The church is the fulfillment of God's promises from the beginning of time. So we're going to pray through these ideas to close out our time with this book. And we're going to start with the mission of God. Each of these themes has three scriptures, each Four themes, three scriptures each. So what I'm going to do is going to read all three scriptures for each theme, and then we'll pray through all of them at once. And they're all, except when we get to the end, the last one is a little bit different, but they're all from different places from the book of Acts. So this is Acts 9.15, and it says, But the Lord said to him, Go, for this man is my chosen instrument to take my name to Gentiles, kings, and Israelites. Acts 1.8 says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And lastly, we have Acts 5.29-32. It says, Paul and the apostles replied, We must obey God rather than people. The God of our ancestors raised up Jesus, whom you had murdered by hanging him on a tree. God exalted this man to his right hand as ruler and savior to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. We are witnesses to these things, and so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. Let's pray through those verses. Father, you declared Paul your chosen instrument, and you've done that with every single one of your people. I am your chosen instrument. Everyone listening is a chosen instrument. It's just that the mission might be slightly different but we're all still responsible for taking your name to the community around us. I pray that we would begin to step into each of our calling in a way that is very tangible, that we would not only be willing to fulfill the kind of common calling that we have to share about the glory of God in our circumstances, but that we would also find that mission for which you've made us the things that we alone are here on earth to do, and that we would begin to step into those in in a powerful way, that we would take concrete steps to pursue that thing. You said that the believers would receive power when the Holy Spirit came on them and they would be your witnesses. Let us remember that as we step into that mission, as we help you fulfill the things that you have planned here on earth, that we would only do that in the power of the Holy Spirit, that that is our fuel. That's how we do everything that we do. I pray that you would give us that power, deepen our relationship with you, Spirit, open us to the ways that you want to communicate with us and the things that you want to say to us and fuel or power our witness. Peter and the apostles said, we must obey God rather than people. And I pray that we would also have that settle into our lives, that we would see the differences between your words, your commands, and what people are telling us, asking of us, expecting of us. That last one is a big one, expecting of us. And I pray that we would be able to focus our attention and our desire on the things that God has for us and not man. You exalted Jesus to your right hand as ruler and savior to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. The believers witness to this, and so is the Holy Spirit, a witness whom God has given to those who obey him. Father, I pray that this leads into the next theme is about the gift of the Holy Spirit, and we'll just camp there for a second. 
Thank you for that gift. What an amazing, completely astonishing thing. And if, if we don't feel awe and wonder about that, I pray that you would wake that up inside us, that you, God, have empowered each one of us, that you have given each of us the gift of the Holy Spirit, that you, as God, are living inside a human. None of us deserve that. And yet, you have given this lavish gift to us. This wasn't true through all of scripture. And I'm grateful for living in a time that it is true. And I'm grateful for your ministry to me in my life spirit. Thank you. Pray that you would continue to grow that in me. I'm just going to go ahead and read the next few verses for this one. Acts 2, 1 through 4. When the day of Pentecost had arrived, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like that of a violent rushing wind came from heaven and it filled the whole house where they were staying. They saw tongues like flames of fire that separated and rested on each one of them. Then they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in different tongues as the Spirit enabled them. That's Acts 2, 1 through 4. This is Acts 2, 33. Therefore, since he has been exalted to the right hand of God and has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit, he has poured out what you both see and hear. All right, let's keep praying about you, Spirit. The believers were together. They were eating and and praying and worshiping, and you came. You came and began to make your home here on earth so that the ministry of Jesus could multiply and spread so that your people would be empowered to fulfill your mission. And I'm so grateful for your presence. I pray that it would rest on each one of us, that a visible representation was flames of fire in that moment. But I pray that you would be just as visible in each of us in our walking around everyday lives as you were in that moment. They were filled with your spirit and began to speak in tongues as you enabled them. They were doing supernatural things because you are supernatural fuel. I pray that we would also have that same power. Not not the whole speaking in tongues and visible flames thing, but that your power would rest within us to accomplish your purposes. So help us learn how to access that, learn how to be in relationship with you, learn what grieves you, learn how to live a life that is um, enabled, empowered, honoring, and worthy of your presence in our lives. Okay, next theme is the birth of the church. These verses, the first set is Acts 2, 42 through 47, and it says this, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe, and many wonders and signs were being performed through the apostles. Now all the believers were together and held all things in common. They sold their possessions and property and distributed the proceeds to all as they had need. Every day they devoted themselves to meeting together in the temple and broke bread from house to house. They ate their food with joyful and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. Every day the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. All right, the next passage is very similar. I'm going to hear it kind of from a different perspective in a different chapter, several chapters later from Acts 5, 12 through 16, says this. Many signs and wonders were being done among the people through the hands of the apostles. They were all together in Solomon's colonnade. No one else dared join them, but the people spoke well of them. Believers were added to the Lord in increasing numbers, multitudes of both men and women. 
As a result, they would carry the sick out into the streets and lay them on cots and mats so that when Peter came by, at least his shadow might fall on some of them. In addition, a multitude came together from the towns surrounding Jerusalem, bringing the sick and those who were tormented by unclean spirits, and they were all healed. That was Acts 5, 12 through 16. Okay, so let's pray through those two passages. Father, they devoted themselves to teaching, to fellowship, to breaking of bread, to prayer. They were filled with awe, wonders and signs were done. They were together, held things in common. They sold possessions and distributed to the poor as they had need. They met together every day. They ate together and they were going about their work with joyful and sincere hearts. They were praising God and enjoying the favor of the people. That is a long list, but it's the things that we aspire to. I pray that our hearts would be turned toward those things and in the way that we can appropriate them into our current culture, teaching, fellowship, breaking of bread together, doing their daily tasks with joy and sincere hearts, praising you in all circumstances and taking care of the needs of the poor. The result of this, the result of your work in those things was that there was awe. They were filled with awe. They enjoyed the favor of the people. Signs and wonders were done. Your power was displayed. People came because they were being healed and you added to their number on a daily basis. And I pray that this would be the hallmark, not only of our personal lives, but also of your church. That is not how the church is seen in our world today. We are not seen as the hope and the place of healing. And I pray that that would be true. I pray that we as a people would turn our hearts towards you and towards your example that we have in this passage. Not that we would just do the church things and expect it to change, but that we would be constantly praising you with joyful and sincere hearts, that we would be taking care of the needs around us, that we would be devoted, devoted, not just occasionally when we catch a sermon, but we would be devoted to teaching, to fellowship, to community, and to prayer. Pray that you would build that in my life and in each of the lives of those who are listening. Amen. All right, we have... One last theme, and that is persecution and providence. God used the persecution of the church to advance his mission. It's because of the persecution after Stephen was martyred that the gospel spread to the Samaritans and to the Ethiopians. That's from Acts chapter 8. Paul's imprisonment allows him to preach the gospel to jailers and governors and kings from Acts 16 and 24 and 26. It is his unlawful imprisonment that leads to the further spread of the gospel in Rome, as we saw at the end of chapter 28. Rather than a verse from Acts, because there were so many, how many times did we see Paul in trouble, <laughs> right? In physical or emotional trouble. So instead of going through and just reading a bazillion verses from Acts, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a list of things that Paul encountered from 2 Corinthians 11, 23 through 33. This is simply a list, and I'm going to read it, and I want it just to wash over you. These were Paul's circumstances. And while we were focusing on Paul in this list, he was not the only one that was persecuted. James lost his life. Stephen lost his life. The church was persecuted along with 
Paul. There were people who were serving with Paul that experienced these things as well. So it's not just Paul, but we're using him kind of as an umbrella example here. Here's a list of the things that Paul encountered and you provided a way out for him. Not only that, not only just like allowed him to survive, but your church grew through his experience of these struggles. He was in prison. He faced death often. From the Jews, five times he received 40 lashes minus one. Three times he was beaten with rods. Once he was stoned. Three times he was shipwrecked. A night and a day he spent in the sea. In journeys often. In perils in the water. In perils from robbers. In perils because of his own countrymen. In perils from the Gentiles. In perils in the city. In perils in the wilderness in the sea, among false brethren. He was weary and worked hard. He was sleepless often. He was hungry. He was thirsty and often fasting. He was cold and naked. Father, these are kind of the summary of the things that he could recite that he'd been through. I feel sort of like if it's my life, I can't say those things. They aren't that hard, but I can't be comparing. We can't compare from one to another or our struggles with Paul or even our friends or our parents or our family or those in our church. We all struggle with things, and those struggles are completely legitimate. I might not have been stoned in my life, but that does not mean that I'm not facing difficulty. When we are, when we see those circumstances that are difficult in our lives, when we're walking through them, I pray that we would remember this list and that we would remember, as we saw in every single chapter of Acts, your provision for Paul and the apostles and the believers of the early church, and that these difficulties resulted in fruitful ministry. Pray that we would trust as we walk through difficult times, as we struggle with hard circumstances, as we deal with grief and loss or uncertainty or waiting or feeling like we are in the wilderness that we would recognize that fruitful ministry comes from difficulty. And that no matter how you choose to work that out, we know that it will be for the good of your kingdom. Pray that we would be able to remember and rest and trust in your provision because we've seen it over and over and over in this book. As we move on from here and as we leave the book of Acts, I pray that you would settle the lessons that each one of us were supposed to take, even if it's just one thing, even if there was one lesson from this book that would change our heart and shift it more to be like more like Jesus. Pray that you would remind us of that lesson, that you would settle that and grow it in our heart. Pray that we would have an ever deepening desire and reliance on a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Grow your mission in us and through us. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, friends, that's all for today. Thank you so much for joining me. I do need to tell you this, that we will be out of town and I won't have access to be able to do the things I do here with you on Friday. Is that right? Today's Wednesday. No, on Monday. (laughs) That's the day. Monday, I won't be here. So we'll have one episode next week. It will be on Wednesday. And I also 
don't have an announcement for you about the next topic, I'll do that on Wednesday as well. And we'll kind of intro the next topic. So as today we recapped, we're going to do an intro to the, to the next topic on Wednesday, next Wednesday. So none next Monday. We'll be back on Wednesday with another episode. If you're a podcast listener, thank you so much for joining us on that platform, sharing it with a friend and subscribing, rating, reviewing all of those actions that you can take in your podcast player are all helpful for the algorithm to help us be shown to more people. Praying Scripture is brought to you by Grace in the Gravel Road, helping Christian women grow a God-first life and business. And my heart is, as we do this, as we walk through Scripture by prayer, that you, God, use this time to direct all of our hearts, mine and everyone listening. But most of all, I pray that you will fall deeper in love with the God who gave us these words. Amen. Amen.